Sin Media acknowledges and pays respect to the people of the Woiwurrung and Boonwurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations, on whose unceded lands the Sin Studio stand. Sin extends this respect to the traditional custodians and people of the lands and waters our content reaches. It always was, and always will be, Aboriginal land. We have some very interesting characters in the studio today. Uh, I I asked for one and I got two, and I'm very happy about it. We have Bailey Judd <laughs> and we have Dancy. Say hello, guys. Hey. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> we're, we're here to talk about a few things. There's a lot going on, and then there's a lot, I think, that, that deserves to have a spotlight shined on it. I think, first of all, we should start with, with Bailey and just get uh, people's... Ac- people's ears, people's heads, people... Just get people across who Bailey Judd is as a musician because you've, you've worked on a lot of different projects. You've worked in a lot of different fields, uh, even genre-wise in terms of your musical expression. Um, who is Bailey Judd as a solo artist? Okay. Yeah, Bailey Judd is a great blend of funk, soul, and rock into a jazz influence package. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. We love it. We love it, we love it. And let me just say as well, so I, I know it's your intro, but also, I mean, you guys need to make sure you see him live. And we're going we'll, to we'll talk about that in a bit, but make sure you see Bailey live because uh, he's different. But um, tell us, tell us, Bailey, where, like, like, like how, did you come, how did you come to that combination? Why, why that combination? Like, why do you make the sounds you make? Mm, my earliest influences were blues. Mm. Like, my dad would take me to these blues festivals when I was, like, 10 years old. Mm. So I'd be seeing, like, blues pub bands playing, like, minor pentatonic scales, mm. going for it. And then, like, I also had a love for, like, 80s rock, as most guitar players do. Mm. And then it just evolved into, like, more of the jazz thing at uni and then more of the funk thing and finding where all of this music stems from, you know, mm. going through all of that history, I guess. And now I'm just trying to make my version of that. Was, was, was creating your sounds an aha moment or was it that kind of evolution as you, as you kind of described? Or was there a point where it's like you kind of had all those experiences, okay, I have my learning my blues, learning my 80s rock, learning my jazz, and then hold on, let me combine these. Or was it, did it kind of come together bit by bit? Like each time mm. you added on. I think there was actually a bit of a struggle, an mm. internal struggle between all those influences because it's, it's really hard to be like, I'm going to make the perfect combination of all of my influences. Like no one wakes up and has that. Mm. But I think there was parts of me that I just needed to express. And when I'd write a song and it would be just blues, I'd be like, oh, but there's something missing. There's something I want to put into there. Mm. So I think by actually just giving myself some forgiveness and space, that is where all of the influences have come together. Mm. But it wasn't an aha moment. It's still, it's still a battle. It's still a journey to try and find how to bring all of me to the table. Sure, very mm. much a progression. Mm. No, no form of progress is ever linear either. So that's mm. that definitely that definitely tracks. I wish um, I, str- I wish I, let me just say I wish I struggled that well as well. <laughs> that's, 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 very, that's, that's very sonically pleasing struggle I'll tell you what yeah. Man, I'd love to fall upwards into a successful process <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no that's, that's, that's awesome to hear though. Uh, what was your process like as well obviously starting with guitar mm-hmm. and, then, and then moving from guitar into a solo musician you become the, the front man you're on the microphone as well uh, I think you're, are you also experimenting with some of the other instruments are you filling out most yeah. of the things nowadays uh, well with this particular single yeah um i'm playing everything except for some keys parts 
but that was all tracked in my studio, multi-track, you know, yeah. trying to do the drum thing, trying yeah. to fill out the bass thing. So yeah. what was your progression like to all of those different instruments and, and just the way, was there a different, is there a different approach to everything mm. that you do or is it all, I mean, because it's all in service of the one, uh, the yeah. one image at the end of the day. So totally. what's your process like? Well, like when I started playing guitar, I loved guitar, but yeah. Soon after that, I became a really frustrated drummer. <laughs> you know, like I loved playing guitar, but then I'd be watching drummers at every gig. Like, yeah. that's sick. I love how they are the people in control of the groove, making people dance. And so it was like playing drums from, like, my, my bandmates left drums at my place because mm. that's where we'd practice. But, right. like, I was on that kit when he wasn't there. <laughs> Trying to play to, like, Paramore and other stuff like that. All of these, like, really heavy tunes. Um, so that, yeah, informed my sense of rhythm and things and how I play guitar. And then bass was kind of a natural progression between the two, like mm -hmm. still very like, like the guitar, but you have to lock in rhythmically. Mm, yeah. And then, you know, like we all do, we experiment on like our garage band logic and it's like, well, I've got this, I've got the bass, I've got the drums. It's almost a song. And it's just <laughs> that pursuit of trying to find that end product yep. that, you know. Makes it all fit together. Yeah. So that that's why I started getting interested in like keys programming. Sure. Or like string mm. arrangements, those sorts of things. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, we've got Bailey Judd doing your own solo thing and, and working on your own project in your own time. But you're also still playing in bands. And not only are you playing in bands, but you're producing for other artists one of which we happen to have in the studio right next to us as well. Dancy, Dancy, how are you going? I'm so good. I'm great. So happy to be here. That's great. That's lovely. I would love to hear a little bit about your progression as an artist too and, and what's led you to start because you're still pretty early days as well of, of making music mm. for yourself. H how's that been for you? It has been interesting. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's probably this track and a couple of the tracks before this that is me finally getting into a sound that I'm really happy with, mm. which is just kind of a place for kids that were really emo but also loved Missy Elliott to just kind of <laughs> hang out, you know? Yeah, that's a great um, – I couldn't ask for a better description. <laughs> um, and I think that I'm very lucky because Bailey worked on this song and I'm so grateful that he had such a big Paramore face because he just gets it. Right. So mm. I play him the riff and I show him everything and he's like, all right, cool, I got it. And he knows enough about making some really cool grooves to kind of place that down. And I think in terms of like the journey, I felt so pressured being into R&B but also being into rock to kind of like – gravitate towards trends and like follow certain things mm -hmm. but it wasn't until I was like I actually can't I actually can't keep doing this can I do this for the rest of my life mm. I just need to make music that I really enjoy listening to and will continue listening to and it always just comes back to like my influences as a child which were like yeah Rihanna but also the Veronica's like it's just yeah, how right. it is that's like 2000s pop rock sound with Rogue Traders and Jet like that was so prominent for me but also Missy Elliott. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there's there's more and more fusion uh, mm. happening nowadays. It's great. I, I like that we're kind of blurring the lines of genre as we go. Yeah. There's still some distinct points of, like, what conventions connect to which thing. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's nice that it's all happening at once. What was the tipping moment for you? Uh, you've talked about the tipping moment of just doing both. Yeah. Uh, but to just 
decide to start making music in the first place? Like, kind of, what what kind of led you in that direction? That is so interesting. I was actually doing a different course. I was doing media communication a lifetime ago. Right. And I think you just get to a point where you're like, I think I'd actually rather die than not do music. <laughs> like, I get it. And then, and like that hand in hand with like, I stopped going to my classes. I stopped doing assignments for my other course because I'd rather just sing. Mm. And I was like, oh, if, oh, if this is what I'm going to do, then I'll go You might as well this. commit to it. Exactly. Yeah. It's 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 so funny. Well, here at one because like I'm 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 doing media communication at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm still, you know, and I'm considering and I'm I'm considering. You know, I've, I've deferred a few times already. We just we'll see <laughs> we'll see if we'll, we'll do the final de- deferments, whatever the term is. Um, but like, what, what was it like when you finally like when you finally did say, okay, I just want to, like, I'm just going to sing, want to lock in. Um, like, how did that feel jumping into that? And was it what you expected? As in jumping into music in general? Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 was it? Um, I imagine obviously there would have been a big catharsis and mm. a big enjoyment. But like that also now that you're fully into it, that would have brought new pressures and new things that you weren't expecting. So what was that like when you finally like locked in and said, "This is what I'm doing"? Oh, it was everything changed in my life. Like once you decide that this is what you're gonna do, especially like moving from a place where I was the only singer and I was the only musical mm. person in the vicinity, and then suddenly I'm like tiny little fish in a giant pond. Mm. Um, it was amazing. But there was also this short time where like I couldn't talk to normies again because all I'd <laughs> want to talk about is music. And going back from that, I've had to unlearn that and be like, I can talk to normal people. <laughs> Just because people aren't into music doesn't, you know, devalue them or anything like that. Wait, there's um, people that don't <laughs> care about music? I, I'm unfamiliar with the concept. <laughs> Um, but I loved it. Like pretty quickly after I started studying, I was doing backing vocals for like an R&B soul act and I was touring around. It was crazy. Yeah, right. It just like accelerated so quickly. Mm. Um, but then that pressure of like, okay, well, I'm in this R&B soul scene and everyone expects me to do this kind of thing, but it's not what I'm best at, but it's the people that I know. Right. And, and then like, that led you in the direction. Yeah. Yeah. And then like pulling myself like, well, this sound is successful and I see this sound blowing up, so I should do this and I'm not getting younger and I'm like all these other things. And I was just like, I just don't care. I just don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to make music. I ah, like. Totally fair. <laughs> so that... Uh, R&B act as well that you were part of. Mm-hmm. Was that kind of where you received, uh, I guess, through trial by fire, the um, the majority of your vocal training? Did you train before this point? Or did you just kind of jump in? I, I had no formal training except for the fact that I'm Filipino. So, like, you actually do have a lot of, like, you're not allowed to be Filipino and be a bad singer. It's actually not allowed. You get disowned very quickly. Right. Um, so there's a lot of karaoke through my entire life. And, like, I'd wake up in the morning and my mum would be in the kitchen doing karaoke by herself. That's great. 8 a.m. Like, that's been my life. So that's where I came from. But, yeah, it got real very fast once I started studying. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that makes sense. Yeah, well, I mean, on on, on, on that note of, of, of karaoke, actually, I mean, we, you know, part of the pleasant surprise of you coming here is that you also come with a, with a little sneak listen of your mm. of your upcoming single, um, Bad Actress. Now, this this drops on Wednesday, correct? It drops on Wednesday. You're going to hear it early. Early. So, you know, if you're listening, well, first of all, put your phones away. Don't record this because wait till Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, that's illegal. Stream it. That's illegal. <laughs> yeah, we'll find um, you. But listen in closely. Record it with your mind. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then and then play it on Wednesday when it drops. This is Bad Actress by the one and only Danzi. And you're listening here on Sunday. 
that was the accurately named Precious Gold by, <laughs> by Bailey Judd, who's in the studios with us right now. And the song you heard before that was a little pre-sneaky sneak peek of Bad Actress by um, by Danzi, who's also in the studio with us as well. Yes. Um, that's right. It's double trouble um, <laughs> today. Both phenomenal tracks. Brilliant tracks. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. I was definitely vibing along the I, I understand more and more um the fusion of soul and rock for you, Dancy, <laughs> especially with those guitars and, and just the way that everything's fuzzed out is, is really nice. That's, that's that Bailey Judd effect. Yeah. <laughs> no, all influence from you, though, like taking all that direction, it's like, oh, my God, my childhood has come. Like, it's all useful now. I can bring that yeah, to the Yeah, perfect. We, we, I mean, we've spoken about that before on this show time and time again, how important it is to have a synergy between the artist and the producer. And the, the producer plays a much more significant role than I think we give credit for nowadays in the curation and, and creation of a sound. Uh, but it's always best when that is in line with what the songwriter is looking for at the end of the day too. And that, I think that's a perfect example that we've gotten here with Bad Actress and I can't wait for that song to drop. That's yeah, great. Thank you. I absolutely agree with you. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you. Awesome. And yeah, we uh, we had Precious Gold, which you don't need to wait to hear. It's already out. It came right. out a couple of days ago. How have you been feeling since this release, Bailey? Yeah, pretty good. We released a music video too. Yes. Now, the story behind the music video is pretty funny. It's awesome. So... Dan and I, we um, hired out this photo studio in Dandenong, mm-hmm. like a massive day. I think it was like 10 till 7. Yeah. Wow. And we're like, That's all right, cool. Shoot. Let's do your press photos, my press photos, and a music video in the space of time. So, like, we lit the scenes and it was like passing the camera around. It's like, okay, <laughs> cool. Now I'm taking your photos. Can you take the photos for us and try to get the band in on time? But the, the sort of scenario is like, you know those sort of old chic videos, you know, like... Um, yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, those old sort of like 70s funk videos where they're all just like vibing out on a white background. Yeah, and everything seems a little bit like shinier than it should be. Yeah. You know, in a really nice way. Yeah. Exactly. So that's the vibe we were going for. But like that, you know, turned up to 100 on the cheesy level. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> Until it just uh, devolves into me just going, like, faking the guitar solo, but to the point where, like, I'm screaming, I'm throwing the guitar, <laughs> I'm knocking over the drum kit. Sick. And at the end, it's just finished by my bass player going, looking around with weird eyes and thumbs up. <laughs> Good job, man. Yeah, sick. That sounds absolutely worth the view as well. Mm. So for those of you that don't know already, it's Bailey Judd. Bailey Judd music or just Bailey Judd? Yeah, Bailey Judd, but Instagram Bailey Judd Music. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Bailey Judd Music is where you'll find the Instagram for Bailey Judd, and you'll be able to check out the links there to all of this, the things as well. And we'll get Dancy in as well real quick. Dancy, what is your link to your oh, music? Oh, just look up Dancy on Instagram. You'll find her. Yeah, D-A-N-S-Y. That's it. That's where it's all at. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to say I had something. don't know where it went. Oh, that's right. Um we will pass over to Noah in two seconds, but before that, I just wanted to acknowledge, um, in regards to this photo shoot, uh, you posted some behind-the-scenes content, Bailey, with a dancey featured in it as well, um, and I thought that it was really endearing. I thought that it was very um, uh, honest and open and, and kind of illustrated the, the intimate nature of the photo shoot too because you guys were very clearly 
very healthily communicating to each other about <laughs> what you wanted from the shoot and how mm. you wanted certain shots to look and yeah. and just making that happen between the two of you. Again, I can't speak any higher praise of the collaborative process that oh. you guys mm. create together. Mm. Uh, how, how Dancy, how did you feel about that whole photo shoot as well? How was your process? Um, I think that I still am a, I still get a bit weird about having my photo taken. Sure. Like I still get a little bit self-conscious and I think that um, I feel very safe with Bailey and I think we're both at a point where we're like, okay, this is a sensitive space, so it's really important that we both feel safe mm. and that we're making an environment where we can feel like we can create because in a highly emotive environment, it's hard to make like it's one it's hard to be productive mm -hmm. like to stay to a schedule when you're mm -hmm. like having to navigate feelings but like to be open and creative and to see Bailey just get to thrash around and like mess around with a drum kit like it's when you feel supported so I think we're both going into that really intentional as well and like when it's my turn and I'm having a bit of a fit and I'm feeling uncomfortable he's very supportive of that and as soon as the uh, switches on to Bailey time I am like whatever you need I am here, mm. Team Bailey, and I think we just both understand that dynamic enough because we're spending money on the space <laughs> and we <laughs> want to get the best possible content we can. Mm. But again, I think what you're talking about, synergy, is we're just lucky to find someone that, like, gets it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, lovely. And can I just add, like, Please. yeah, so the sort of energy that Dan brings to the set is just incredible. In that video you're referencing, it's like, yeah, oh, that's so sexy. Keep going, yeah. <laughs> the sort of height that you need when you're on a sterile set. You like, need yeah, height. Yeah, it just brings so much and so much permission to be silly, to be goofy, to perform in the ways you need to. Especially yeah. sometimes when it's uh, when it's static shots too. Like mm. if you're just having to sit still but, but emote something at the same time, mm. we're not necessarily models. I <laughs> I, I understand too. Like it's sometimes it's tough. Uh, well, yes, <laughs> I'll speak for myself actually. But yeah, I, I I get it too. Like having to like put on sometimes you're putting on a face a little bit. But if the more that you have that communication and the more that you make it an open and honest space, the less it is uh, putting on the face and more just having it be your face. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, Noah, did you have something that you were gonna add to that? Um, well, I was, I was actually, well, it, it actually kind of leads nicely um, into the next question because I think one, one thing that's come, kind of come up a lot, um, I think both in this interview, but also just if you're aware of of Bailey in particular in this case, is 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 you're very you're very um, jovial, funny, like goofy guy in, in everything you do, and it's one of the nicest things about both. Um, just, just, just meeting you, seeing your performance. There's, there's always a level of fun there, and um, of course, it was present in your last EP earlier this year. Greetings from Sunny Coburg, um, and I guess I wanted to ask, like, well, it's kind of two questions rolled into one. Is is like where, like, like is there a, is there like a kind of philosophy driving um, that kind of that kind of fun in what you do, um, and um, I guess how what has what has fun looks like in the process of making Sunny Greetings from Coburg, um, and what will potentially be another project with mm. with Precious Gold, if there is a project coming for it? Mm. Well, I think trying to keep that upbeat energy, like, I think sometimes it's really easy, sometimes it's not. Um, but it first and foremost comes from, like, my love of performing. Mm. Like, making music, the performance is just one small aspect when you consider all the things you have to do as an independent artist. And mm. that's where I do feel like the most energized. Mm. And you've seen me in those gig contexts where yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm so energized from that. And that's the thing I thrive on. Mm. But yeah. And I think it's also a way to like take myself less seriously. 
it's like, you know, Dan knows in my, in my dark time, I, I get so down about things. And so, um, yeah, like I, I think really hard about, is this music good enough? Am I like showing up? Is this worthwhile? All of these sort of existential, like heavy things. So mm. like engaging in the more jovial side can just sidestep that and sort of get me a bit of perspective on it all. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's such an important thing to carry because it's like, you know, at the end of the day, like, like, like you guys are engaging in this for the love of the craft first, mm. you know, and obviously like, um, you know, the goal is, and well, I, I, it's, it's, I mean, goal is going to happen, but you know, is is being fully sustained off of this kind of stuff and, and, and getting big, but it's like, when it becomes your whole life, kind of what we were describing earlier, it's like that whole thing of now there are all these things to play. Now it's like, oh, like, you know, I'm the smallest fish in the pond. Now, mm. oh, like I have to think of marketing. Now I have to think of this. And I think it's 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 really, I think part of why it's so nice to see is because it's really pure and it keeps you it keeps you present with what you're doing, which is the joy of making music, which, yeah. and that's ultimately the most infectious thing of all. Present and intentional. Mm. That, like mm. that's definitely a big part of it too. Uh, you mentioned in that as well that, the, the most jovial, the most free is, is on stage. And of course, we do have that coming very soon as well with a gig that you're doing at Shockkickers on the 14th. Do you want to talk to us a little bit more about who you've got on supports, what the oh, whole yeah. layout's going to be? Of course. So this is um, Danzy and myself. This is our double single launch. Let's so go. It's for Precious Gold and it is for Bad Actress. So we're both on the lineup as well as Alicia Ray who has done some sin things before. You probably recognize that name. And to finish off the show, we have the Jazz School Hurt Me um, Kiss It Better Jam, which is a thing we were talking about off air before. Yep. Yeah, um, a jam that I've put together with um, a bunch of my friends to create an inclusive place for like jazz, jazz adjacent players, or even just hobbyists to come and jam in a really welcoming space. I might jump up. Yeah, you should. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, that's very exciting. That is very, very exciting. Uh, I'll, I'll be watching enthusiastically because I cannot play any instruments. Hey, <laughs> there's a microphone. Now. There is oh. a microphone. Yes. Oh, yeah. don't say that. Don't there say that. Some bars to be had. You've got time. You got two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you can figure something out. Uh, just speaking a bit further on that as well, the incentive of jazz school hurt me. Um, it's really great that you're cultivating jazz. Uh, within the local scene, because as we speak about here, soul and jazz music is important that that is recognised and, and nurtured a bit more in the scene because there is an appeal for it. Uh, did you want to speak a little bit more about what that means for you and, and being able to present that opportunity to uh, both artists, because that's definitely significant, and also just for whoever wants to come in and, and watch and be part of that experience? Mm. Well, the the whole project started because... Uh, when I was at jazz school, there were jams that existed that we all frequented. We were like, yeah, let's go to the top. Let's go here. Let's go there. Sure. Um, but like there's just dif- a different culture where like you have to be in the click mm-hmm. to be able to t- participate. So this was a way not only to get that sort of barrier to entry just away, but like also to bring it like primarily to areas like uh, the Retreat Hotel in Brunswick. So we do it there every uh, first Monday of the month. Mm-hmm. But also then it's this thing that we can bring with us. Like we can have it on a lineup to be like, okay, we're going to show you our music. We're going to share this with you. And now share your music with us. Let's mm. have this, 
you know, back and forth dialogue. That's great. Yeah. I mean, a, a big part of music um, in general, but but also particularly within an improv- improvisational jazz sort of sense is being able to communicate and being able to express your ideas and share it with people. So that's probably as literal of that concept as it can be realized it is mm. is literally saying jump up on stage your turn have yeah. fun <laughs> dancey i reckon you gotta go in there as well yeah yeah i, I gotta get up yeah i mean you're already getting up for your set but i think there'll, there'll be a little bit left that in the tank so much dancey <laughs> how she's doing <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome uh do we have anything to close out with no how are we feeling actually how are we going for time we are. I think. I think we're doing pretty all right for time. I guess like, we, we, a final question is a final question is um, is what if you had to sell it in three words from both of you, what can we expect from from this upcoming double single launch, or dual single launch rather? Mm-hmm. There's eye contact. There's nodding. Okay. They're thinking. I'm gonna go first. <laughs> Let's go my three. Big sweaty beats. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, Let's go. Yes. Okay, okay. And Bailey's under the pump now. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Wholesome, hilarious vibes. <laughs> the vibes are such a cop out <laughs> at the end there. That's fine. Hey, that's the whole picture right there. That's six words to describe one huge event. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's going to take a lot more than six words to talk about the recap afterwards. I'm, I'm convinced of that. Uh, and actually, one more thing before we, before we, we wrap up. Um, one more time, just where can we find you guys? Where, yes. where's the, where are the best places? Oh, find me on Instagram. I'm too much on Instagram. Look up Danzy <laughs> on Instagram. Check her out. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram as well, Bailey Judd Music, on YouTube, Bailey Judd, everywhere where you find your music. That's where you. That's where you need to go. Lovely. Yeah. That's great. Thank you so much for coming on air, guys. It's been lovely talking with you. Thank it's you. Been lovely hearing so your tracks. Much. I'm looking forward to the gig. This podcast is brought to you by Sin Media.